We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. This is the Bart Winkler Show. Friday, June 30th, heading into the July 4th extravaganza. Big weekend. You probably have a couple of days off. Your mans will be working, but Joe probably have a couple of days off and uh, look forward to that. Have fun, be safe, etc., etc. I'm not your father, so you don't need that advice from me. I will be at Summerfest again on Friday. I will be doing CBS Sports Radio Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I will be busy over the holiday break, but also we'll get some good time to relax as well. And uh, we'll kind of just take a soft break, like I said, from the pod. Uh, there will be an out of context next week at some point, And I might do like a midweek NBA one. But it's not going to be a daily 5 a.m. thing, as my Twitter bio indicates. Uh, it's just going to be more of a, hey, I'm still alive. I, I hope that this one week that I kind of do other things um, doesn't take me out of your routine. I figure this is the week to do it since, well, I'm busy as shit somehow, and uh, it's a holiday week, so we'll all kumbaya together. Plus, uh, maybe you're not listening to this at all because you just want the Packers to come back. So if that's the case, well, then I guess we've never had this conversation. Um, Brewers, I do want to start there. I'll get to Kevin Holden. He went to the College World Series, and we talked about that for a little bit, and then we always shoot the shit about broadcasting. Uh, we are interrupted by a special guest when we talk. That would be CBS 58. Scott Grodsky makes a second appearance on the pod. And then Oswald Botchwa is going to close the show. He is a guy that I met a few years ago. He does a lot with soccer. Uh, as I mentioned yesterday, he was born in Milwaukee area, then went to Tanzania where his family is for 13 years, came back. And now he is uh, doing a program where he's not only helping refugees that come here and immigrants, but he's also trying to bring like a professional type of level of soccer to Tanzania. Other than they've got a pro league and then nothing. No like minor leagues, no youth leagues, no kids leagues, no nothing. So he's trying to get that started. And there's a way that we can help out. So that'll be at the end of the show. And uh, if uh, videos will be on YouTube, if you want to, if anything strikes you and you're interested and you want to share it, uh, please go ahead and do that. And of course, we thank Dan Shaney, our great Dan Shaney. Thank you, Dan Shaney, for the YouTube stream. DanShaney.com. This was a gritty Brewers win. I think that's the good word to describe it. And this was a Brewers win. You were coming into the series against the Mets where they're falling off the skids. Their owner had to call a press conference to basically say nothing the other day. But things are so bad with the Mets that they're pretty much out of playoff contention. I mean, 36 and 45, you're kind of out of it. That's not good. The Brewers improved to 43 and 38, two-game win streak, winners of three of four in the series after a nice series in Cleveland. So, again, they're just trying to figure out what they are. I don't think they're a bad team. We baseline that. I don't think they're even like an average, average team. I think they're playing slightly above average. But this series showed you that they can win these kind of games if they have to. 
And of course that four run, you know, benchmark that they need four runs to win baseball games. They were able to win two games in this series without scoring those four runs two one and then five, two, and then three, two, and they scored two runs in game two, but the Mets put up seven, but the Brewers in this game, they got a great performance out of Adrian Hauser. Craig council really didn't know what he wanted to do. there. kept him in was pacing all over the place. Hauser goes six innings, gives up two earned strikes out five bullpen locks it down the rest of the way. Big inning from Piamps, big inning from Devin Williams did get a little hairy, but was able to eventually get out of that. So good inning all the way around. I should also mention uh, Paguero and uh, Milner. Paguero and Milner. Milner, their travel guide, because apparently they got stuck in traffic on the way to City Field. So that was from the pitching standpoint. It seemed like in looking at Craig, not just when he was trying to figure out what to do with Hauser, but he, he was like wearing this one. He wanted this one and he was doing everything he wanted to do to get it. And for a guy whose future, we do not know for a guy who we think might just be like, all right, I'm out. I'm going to take a break or I'm not going to manage anymore. This might be my last year. I mean, we have no idea what is going on with Craig. There's, there's no lack of thinking that he doesn't want this and he is managing his ass off. I mean, the decisions he's making, Bringing in Owen Miller was big for Rowdy Telez. So they're, they they are, I mean, Council council took that day off to watch his son graduate. Maybe, maybe managers do need days off because that, like, rejuvenated him maybe. I, I, I'm going to keep hammering this managers should have days off thing. I, I think I like that. Uh, also, the Brewers do send down Luis Urias and bring back up Bryce Terang a move that a lot of people were calling for and maybe thought never would actually happen. It did happen. And Terang hit some great leather tonight, one for four. Uh, he's got a you know a small sample size batting average, but Urias, I mean, it was a waste. And so maybe they can fix him and figure things out at AAA. Uh, Rick Sweet and the boys in, in Nashville, see if they can do anything there. But a big win for the Brewers. Now a series with the Pirates, who were good and now are bad. And, well, they've won three in a row. They just won this series against the Padres. What is going on with them? But, 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 Friday's game is on Apple TV+. Plus. Take a look at some voicemails. First, happyplacehemp.com. The promo code is BART. Happyplacehemp.com. Promo code is BART, B-A-R-T, when you go to the website. Um, my guy, Zach, always lets me know, and I appreciate when you guys do, what... Um, what you guys are getting from there. He did send me a picture. He got a sample pack of the 50 milligrams per piece. So they've done a couple of different changes at happyplacehemp.com. They are able to lower their prices. And in some of the gummies, they were able to uh, 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 up the Delta eights a little bit. And I was doing a thumbs up motion, but nobody could see it, but that's, that's what they've done. So he said, just going to try a sample pack. Got the uh, usual 40 CBD, CBDN. Got the 40 THCO, but got to try these 50 milligrams at some point. This is all available. HappyPlaceHemp.com. They've got the gummies for you. THC or THC free. Uh, the CBD, CBN ones have a little bit, but those are the ones that help me sleep. And uh, I appreciate that. So HappyPlaceHemp.com. The promo code is BART. Again, HappyPlaceHemp.com. Promo code is BART couple of voicemails I want to get to. This one first is from Landmark. It's Brewers related, and we're in a Brewers sort of vibe here. So let's hear from Landmark on the Carl's Place voicemail line, 402-915-2278. Landmark. Good morning, Bart. This is Landmark. Figured I'd give you a call and give you some of my thoughts on the Brewers here. So I'll go back to what I said when we talked about this after the first game of the season. They are who we thought they were. They've got this budget magician lineup in bullpen. They're hoping for the one good punch, right? Like they've got the young kids and they're hoping that they become something. They've, you know, done some of the stuff with like Jesse Winker that hasn't really worked out so far. And, you know, they're hoping for that one good punch. That's just kind of who they are. And 
it's nice to enjoy that they're probably above expectations of maybe what was expected initially, but I would say it's still good to just ride out and see what happens over this next month before we decide, oh, should they buy? Should they sell? What should they do? You know, as the million dollar man once said, everybody's got a price. So I think it makes sense for them to keep their ears and eyes open for anything that they can do to improve the team now or later. But the challenge with that is, you know, in the Stearns, Matt Arnold era, it seems like the trades are definitely geared more towards that bites of the apple approach than to what Doug Melvin used to do, where Doug Melvin a couple of times took that initiative to say, I'm pushing my chips all in, I'm going and getting CC Sebastian, I'm going and getting K-Rod and some of these other folks to try to get this team over the top. doesn't seem like this Brewers regime is willing to do this, and I don't know that they need to be, but I think that is really where we're at, and that's why my expectations are definitely tempered for what they may do considering a buy or sell at the deadline. But we've still got a whole month and a couple of days for that to play out, so I'm not going to worry about that too much yet. But that's where I'm at on the team. I just enjoy listening to Bob Uecker every night when they're at home, and then I listen to the other guys when they're on the road, and it's good with me. So those are my thoughts on the Brewers. The only other thing that I wanted to say to you is uh, if uh, your boy Hot Take Jake is going to help you out with some personal training and stuff like that, I would say go for it. One of the best things that I've done in my life, you know, when I was doing it, is doing personal training. I love cardio. I do cardio six to seven days a week. But what people always tell me is, hey, the weight training and the strength training is where it's at. That's really what's going to get your metabolism going, get your body going, get that, you know, weight loss going in addition to, you know, dietary changes, stuff like that. Now, I hate weight training, so that's where I struggle. But if you got somebody who's willing to help you out with it, I would say go for it. It's not going to hurt because as we get older, brother, it ain't going to get any better. All right. I'll catch you later. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks, Landmark. My problem is I always ask for help when it's too late. Uh, and I don't like getting help. I like to think that I can do everything on my own. But then I also don't take the steps to do anything on my own. This is not about that. This is about the Brewers. I might be like the most just enjoy the ride version of me I've ever been. And I agree with you, Landmark, in terms of is there that is there that trade we go for? Is there that thing we do? I don't know. I don't. I still don't know that they're at that point where they're a piece or two away, right? I don't know that they are. I'd be excited, obviously, if something happened. I am not. I guess I'm not coming into this team with with championship aspirations. Okay, so I got in a period there where every year I needed a championship, where I was not happy, and I don't think that that's bad. I got my championship with the Bucks. I still think the Bucks are at a point where they. Not need to, but one of these next three years, if they're going to bring everybody back, and we'll find out, uh, then they need to. They need that needs to pay off. I, I would like that to pay off. The Brewers, I think, again, it's not like a rebuild, but they're they've got a new era coming up. So usher these guys in, and then the Packers. Obviously, we have no Super Bowl aspirations for. We're going to enjoy the ride and, and see what happens. So I hate to be like enjoy the ride guy. Cause that's the same guy I would have yelled at the guy that I am right now about this team. I would have called into my show three years ago and yelled at me for, and, and I'm sure I'll get back to that point. So it's just, I don't know if it's where you're at or, or what, or I don't know. It's just different expectations on different teams. And I think my expectation for this team was contend for a division title and see what happens. And that's what they're doing. And if they add some pieces, I'm going to get excited about that. I hope they don't sell off pieces that could be beneficial in the future. But if they think they have a shot, and look, the winning is going to keep keep that going. Different vibes on this team. Vibes, I don't like that word. But different vibes on this team. Like when people, instead of saying thoughts and prayers, or we're praying for you, they don't believe in God. You can tell when they say, uh, sending good vibes, man. But I'm not here to say I do or don't, but I always send thinking of you. I won't say I won't say I'm praying for you. Because I even prayed. I remember the last time I prayed. I, the, I remember the last time I prayed. I prayed to my dead grandma. But what did I pray to her about? I don't know. But I remember I prayed to her. 
Weird. Uh, what am I talking about? All right. Hot take, Jake. Good shout out for him. Another Carl's Place voicemail, 402-915-BART. Maybe I'm tired. Working Summerfest takes a lot out of you, man. A lot of people, I'm, I'm working at soccer booth. Going to be there Friday. Going to be there next week. I think next Thursday I'm doing the whole day. And I mean the whole day. And it's like some people come up and they know and they want to vote. And some people walk up and go, tell me what this is about. <laughs> what? Tell me what this is about. Well, have you heard we're getting a soccer team? I, no. I was with one lady talking to her. I go, I like soccer. And she goes, someone has to. And then I said something three more times and she said the same. Someone. Yeah, I get it, lady. Funny. And then there's the people at Summerfest that like some people go and just try to see how much free shit they can get. It don't matter what they have to do. I don't even know what they do with it. Yeah, I went to Summerfest. I paid $30 for parking and $25 for a ticket. And look what I got. I got a backpack and three pins. We did it. Weird crowd. Um, but I hope to see you there. All right, here's Matt in the falls. Carl's Place voicemail line. Carl of ET.com. Carl of ET.com backslash Bart. Find out your golf simulators. Customize the right one for you. Matt. Hey, Bart. It's me. Um, I'm just kind of wondering just overall, like what? It seems like every uh, fake trade that anybody um, proposes for the, the Milwaukee Bucks involves Drew Holiday. And I must be missing something because I don't know why we would want to get rid of him. He's first team all defense and usually pretty good at offense and was a big part of us winning a championship. And I mean, I guess I know he's 33 or whatever, but I just, I don't understand why we just want to get rid of him to shake things up. I feel like it should work worry about the other pieces and maybe not trade our second best player. That's just me. Yeah. Uh, the problem is that people are a little tired of Al Holiday. Not, not that they're tired of him. I think Holiday said something that he wants to retire soon. Well, he did say something. And so people are like, well, if he doesn't want to play here, get rid of him. Also, just the whole mix it up sort of theory. Also, the Bucks right now, the big part of this is they have six guys under contract as of 9.45 p.m. Thursday night. I don't know if we're going to wake up and there's going to be some signings that I missed. But if they are, we're expecting them. I mean, we're expecting Middleton. Brooke might be a wild card, but I'm expecting Brooke. I don't care where Bill Simmons thinks he's going to go. Bucks have six guys under contract right now. Six. Giannis, Drew, Bobby, Pat, Grayson, Bochamp. Not much guys to trade. And the most return you're going to get is for someone like Drew. And that's the best way to change up the, the lineup. Maybe get a more like uh, old-fashioned point guard. You know, so that that's why. it's it, Nobody, nobody well, nobody dislikes Drew. I think it's a sour taste of the playoffs. Him saying that he's going to retire after this contract. And the Bucks having nobody else to trade. Nobody's throwing Marjan in trades unless they have to. Everybody's throwing Portis, Connaughton, and Allen in trades because they're like perfect trade salary numbers. And then uh, Giannis is not getting traded, so that's I, I think that's the I think that's the answer. Why? I think that's the answer that I have for you. All right, Kevin Holden went down to Omaha for the College World Series. He has been all over the place. Kevin Holden has been to a lot of baseball games at a lot of different levels. He's seen a baseball game in 50 different states, including already Nebraska, but he's never gotten to the college uh, baseball world series. And so I talked to him about that coming up. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There are uh, two people, you know, I got, I follow, or I'm friends with a lot of people on Facebook, but over the years, I've just like unfollowed them. Like, I don't need to see all, all of it. There are two people that I make sure to like highlight in my feed. One, uh, an old radio colleague, Bob Hoffmaster from Fond du Lac. I'm just always very interested in what he's up to and what he has to say. He may not know that, but I'm very interested in his life. And then Kevin Holden of CBS 58 who's always somewhere doing something that somewhere is all over the world, that something is watching a baseball game. And I was following you and you know, I think a lot of people saw that you went down to Omaha for the college world series, something you've never done at that point. Do you believe it? It's, and we, and it's not for a lack of trying. We, <clears throat> this is not a lot. We've tried for years and years to get to Omaha and something stood in the way every time. In fact, my, I think my favorite one was, 2019, we we booked, I, I had game tickets, we had a flight, we had a hotel, everything was lined up. And I said, okay, I'm just going to go down here and play this softball game and then we'll be good to go this weekend. And uh, yeah, ruptured Achilles and yeah. trip. So it's something has been in the way, but we, we finally said, you know, it does not matter what happens. We are checking this box off this year. Because it's not just like, you know, for more context, it's not just like, Oh, going to this place is something I'd always like to do. Like I might think, oh, going to this soccer stadium or going to Fenway is something I'd all, you know, something like that. Am I correct? You've seen a baseball game in every state now? Every state. Yeah, we got 50. We got to Hawaii earlier this year to get to, to 50 states, which is crazy because, you know, you don't think that they played baseball in Alaska, but they do. There, there actually is. There's, there's a game at midnight in Alaska. But yeah, we, we finally, we finally did all 50 and, then we said, okay, what's next? You know, what's on the, the bucket list? And we, instantly, my wife and I were both like, okay, well, we have to get to the College World Series. This is, we, that, that's gone on. That streak's gone on far too long. So it's, it's checked now. That box is checked. So you went, it was LSU, Florida, uh, LSU won. You went to all three games? All three. And man, talk about, okay, talk about a crazy. You're a Georgia guy. So like, who are you rooting for? Well, okay. Yeah. So let, we, we probably should get that part of it settled in first because i went to georgia my wife went to ole miss so oh yeah so we got we've got like a whole bunch of sec dynamic going on here right so here's here's the logic georgia fan it's it is against my religion to root for florida in anything i just can't uh so i'm i'm an lsu fan by default and and my wife's brother went to lsu so she's like <sighs> fine I'll root for LSU, I guess. Uh, and and it was, dude, it was nuts. The LSU fans, I mean, you saw, you see the games and you saw what happened. It sounded like that game was played in Baton Rouge. Like it was, it had to have been 15 to one LSU fans to Florida fans. They were everywhere. They, there's a place across the street that sells jello shots, Rocco's. Uh, they, uh, they bought 68,000 jello shots during this tournament. <laughs> Do you think I saw somebody tweet this? Do you think Wisconsin, if Wisconsin had a baseball team, I don't think we'd play that. I think we'd be like, was yellow shots are just they're not even that good. No, in fact, we this bar, what a genius move from this bar because oh. they make a competition for a product that nobody wants. 
Well, and, and, and then, yeah, right. It's, it's basically like you, you try it and you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. I remember being 19. Great. And, and the, the thing is it, it's loaded. This bar was the entire time loaded with people who are like, whoa, finger in the jello shot. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's completely nuts. And they, and basically they've played it perfectly. It's the perfect retail ploy. Ole Miss had the record last year. And so this bar was like, hey, LSU fans, let's let's break that record. We know you guys like to drink more than Ole Miss does. And I think Wisconsin, that would be interesting to see if Wisconsin would fall for that, right? Hey, Wisconsin, we know you like to drink as much as LSU does. And I think Wisconsin would be like, yeah, but not jello shots. Can we can we have a some other actual shot contest? Because Wisconsin could win that, you know. You know, when I think of Omaha, like it's a big city you know big enough i i think like it's it's a it's it's where creighton plays right this is where creighton plays yeah yeah and you know i just my my head goes to picture like they're taking over the field of dreams but it's like it's like a real life city but i think this is cool because it's somewhere that it always is i don't know why it's there but it's always there it's like their thing and there's something special to things like that i think we don't Maybe we don't have enough of that. Maybe there could be more. I don't know. Yeah, it's Omaha was uh, that, that's what, one of the things I wondered too is like why why is it that a, that a sport, especially a college sport, that's played in Nagrodsky? I think I hate most about Bart. It's the deadpan voice that just it just bugs me. It, what the it, fuck, Scott? Scott, let me ask you a question. Scott Grodsky, do you have do you have like seven or eight of those CBS fifty eight polos, or just one that you wash every night? Yes, everything I see you wear. By the way, do you know how many I have now? What? Zero. I lost mine. It fell out of my bag. I did when when they used to make us do that Summerfest hole in one. Remember that? Oh, I remember that. Uh, they they had me go out there like every day. I'm like, all right, give me like four of them, or I'm just gonna start being shirtless on camera. <laughs> so I, I have a bunch of them. They're beautiful. Well, good to see you again, bud. Good to see you too. Want to see your beautiful face? Bother you? Bother Here you. I am. <laughs> that I'm sorry for bothering. No, it, it, I was scared to death when that door opened. It was gonna be like. Oh, I talked to Grodsky. Uh, Lock the door for you. Thank you. Hey, the oh, yeah, he's locking the door. I talked to him like, oh, I talked to him because he took the picture of Adrian Griffin looking like an idiot. Oh, with the the Bobby Portis eyes? Yeah. And I interviewed Scott for like 25 minutes and I cut half of it out because it was just so offensive. <laughs> Scott, offensive is not possible. Well, and I was like, you know, I was, I was on, I was on my A game, but uh, I didn't want to, I didn't want to ruin the, he was doing some story and I, was like ripping on the people he did a story on and I, it wasn't good it's like cut it out so. i forgot about that no i dude omaha was like yeah you that was my question right was what why omaha like why is it that a, a sport that's predominantly successful in texas and california and florida and louisiana have their tournament in nebraska and it's a wild success and i, I think i figured it out it's it's chamber of commerce time in Nebraska, it was it was 85 degrees. It was sunny. There was a wind blowing. It was, you know, the city was wide open. It was welcoming. There was good food. There were good hotels. It it wasn't overcrowded. Like it was, it, I, I'm sure that what happened was 50 years ago or whatever. Somebody in Omaha was like, the best time of year for this city is the middle of June, and this tournament is going on. Let's combine the two. And and this stadium is basically built for Creighton and the College World Series. And that's it. That those are the only tenants that play there. And a the thing holds like twenty four thousand people. Like it's bigger than a minor league stadium. Um, it's dude, it's awesome. It it really is. Like I I I was not disappointed at all that you know, obviously the fans are very drunk and very fun. And uh the and the baseball was great. We saw I think the four best players in college baseball in that series. Yeah, I thought it was great. And I think that the College World Series, like, I don't know if it's um, because, like, people bet or we're just looking for new things to like. But 
I feel like the college, like the women's tournament has all of a sudden gotten more into the mainstream. And I think this college tournament got more into the mainstream. I think there were a lot of good characters in it. And so you learn about it that way. I think it was great that it went to a game three so that there was a whole nother night. And then they had the championship in prime time on uh, Sunday or Monday night. I feel like there's more, I'd have to check the ratings, but I know that cable wise, it was like the highest or top five show every night was whatever was going on in this college tournament. I feel like they're having a moment maybe. Yeah. They're, they, they, they figured out the perfect way to showcase it. Right. It looks good because, because the stadium looks good and the, you know, everything else is good. The quality of the product is strong. I mean, it's, I think the thing is about college ball and you probably agree with me on this is we would kind of chuckle about it. Cause it's like, Oh, okay. College kids playing baseball is fun, but every swing is ping. You know, and you were just like, you know, like it would hurt you on the inside. So the best thing they did for the game was make it where there was less ping. Like there's still an aluminum bat, but it doesn't rattle your soul when they hit it. Um, That helped, I think. But they these guys are I I mean, obviously, the passion of of rooting for your university is there. But just the quality of the product is is really good. Like there are names that came out of this this tournament. Dylan Cruz is the is the, the first name I think people should know. You're going to hear from Dylan Cruz in Major League Baseball soon, like within a year or two. And, and that's, you know, in, in baseball, that's that's pretty soon. Right. It's not the same as football where you hop right in. But, uh, you know, there there were three or four guys in that in between those two teams that I think will be probably the top picks in the draft. It's just it, it's a fun atmosphere. You know, there was. Like I said, it's 85 degrees. It's summer day in Nebraska. It was, you know, you think of Nebraska, you think it's. 12 degrees and wind blowing sideways. It was actually nice. It was great. What are, uh, what are you like on these trips? <laughs> like I picture you as someone who's like talkative and wants to meet people and wants to like, I would go on there and just be like, I was here to watch the game, maybe have a couple of jello shots. I feel you're like, I don't know. Not that. I'm actually, I'm actually the exactly like you're describing yourself, if you can believe it. I, really? My, yep. My wife is the one that likes the she'll she'll strike up the conversation with the people next to her. Okay, game one, we're sitting in the upper deck, and we have LSU fans to our left. Yeah, and if your wife is like like I I think the people that go on vacation and then come home with new friends are the worst type of people. Yes, you would you would not like my wife in this in this trip. She. <laughs> advice at a bar to these two young women from Omaha locals in a bar and it's like one o'clock in the morning and these women are like you know I I should value myself more you know and they're, they're like they're doing the Dr. Phil thing right there in the middle of the bar and I mean it was amazing my wife is amazing at it but yeah like I they said this is what those same two women said they said we thought you worked in IT or on computers because you, you're very reserved oh you <laughs> me reserved can you imagine oh so we maybe have the same affliction i just especially in a case like this like i don't i don't really have a rooting interest i like the game i'm paying attention to the game and the strategy and stuff i'm soaking up the sights but i don't like like i don't like talking to the to the person like at the desk of the hostess at a restaurant i don't like i don't like i don't like but then i'm like hey everybody i'm bart winkler and this is my show it doesn't make any sense it's a, it's a switch that goes on and off, right? And I, uh, I, I mean, for the most, like, if, if we're in, in town in, in Wisconsin and you meet me, I will probably be very talkative. I'll probably, you know, be open and whatever. But in this town, the switch is kind of on, though. Huh? The switch is a little on. It's a little on. It's a little on. Yeah, there is a, the, somebody was asking me this the other day about the radio. They're like, how do you go on and talk? for four hours about anything i go it's not it's not me it's like severance it's like i'm putting it's somebody else you're like all right and then there it is we we make the joke all the time about about tv's kevin holden versus kevin holden they're 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 not vastly different people but they're different people you know uh and and so what this and i know this happens to you too like if you're if you're out and you're eating dinner and somebody comes up and wants to you know chat with you because they know who you are i got no problem with it i'm sure you don't have a problem with it but at the same time it's like you there's a part of you that reaches down and goes okay in three two one hey you know like there's a little bit of that right 
There's a little bit of it. I and I I love it. I, the fact that people like recognize you, what you, who you are, and what you do, and all that stuff is like that. To me, it's a great compliment. It means you're doing a good job, uh, or somebody is. They're doing a good job getting us to watch. Um, but uh, but yeah, like if I'm out of, out of town, none of these people know who I am. When we told those two girls at the bar that I was that, that I was TV's Kevin Holt, they're like, oh my god, like they're freaking out, right? Like they're they're like, it's not possible. But but yeah, my wife, ex TV person, keeps her extrovert status. And, and that first game, we're we're up in the upper deck, LSU fans on either side, and behind us are these like loud, obnoxious Florida fans. And we find out she starts chatting with them, and we find out one of them went to Florida. All the other ones are Iowa fans that came and supported their bud by by talking smack about Florida. And they didn't understand the game. You know what I mean? They kept like pitches that were here. They'd be like, oh, come on, Blue, that's a strike. And my wife would turn around and be like, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, geez. She got on them at one point because they were screaming about a fly ball. She's like, that's an out. It's an out off the bat. <laughs> I just realized that the graphic I put up here was meant for you in case you joined before I got back. I, well, went, to I, get, I went to go get my charger. So the whole time on the computer. Because I'm posting this, it says yeah. "Get me my charger." Be right back. The whole no, I love it. It's uh, I, I thought you know you could do like you could have fun with this. You could you could pull out Austin Eckler or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Getting a. I got. I don't have any down here. I got some guys down here. I got some Herbert. I got a Jim McMahon down here. I got a Kevin <laughs> McHale. The leap and leaner. Yeah, I got a lot of that stuff. All yeah. right, so um, you had fun. It was, uh, dude. I, so honestly, it's a it's a good city. Like I, I wouldn't call it the most hopping city in the world. It's not New Orleans, you know. Uh, on Monday, especially, and that's the one thing I think they got to figure out is they play this final Saturday, Sunday, Monday. If somebody sweeps it, then it's Saturday, Sunday. You're in good shape. But if it goes to Monday, all the Omaha people go back to work. You know, yeah, all the people with jobs go back home. So this is is crazy. Our tickets to the last game, the deciding championship game, were the best seats we had by far. And they were 40 percent of the cost of the other seats. Dang. So it's if you if you know how to do it, you can sneak in like you could have gotten into that game, that third game, the the championship game. uh, If you caught it right and you were fine sitting in the outfield. I think it were like 35 bucks. Yeah. The thrill to me isn't going to games anymore. It's how cheap I can get in. Yeah. Like <laughs> That's the thrill. you're playing the, you're playing the thing, right? Like, Oh, hell, stuff up's got this or whatever. And uh, I, I got hosed on the first one just because the excitement. And when LSU got in, I knew I was going to get hosed because they bring 5 million people and they're drunk and they spend money and it's fine. But, but I, I knew I was getting hosed on the first one. The second one I got, better i mean i'll tell you what i paid right it was a little under 200 per ticket for the first game uh to sit up or tank which was pretty heavy and then in the second one we got below it under shade like two two sections down and there's an overhang which we got shade because that was a day game and that was like 125 and then last night was 70 bucks Jeez. and we sat 15 rows off the field first base side great seats and you always like did you have to take a day off or you just had the day off? So I. Because <laughs> you are always somewhere. And I'm like, and then like you, you'll post a picture. You're like, oh, in the in the Little Rock, Arkansas airport. And it's like 10 in the morning. And then I turn on the TV and it's like, there you are on the five o'clock, whatever. Yeah, we drove last night or the, the night that it ended Monday night, we drove back. We left Omaha at 10 PM and got to Milwaukee at four 45 in the morning. Okay. Um, but no, here's, so here's the secret for me, at least, you know, I do those uh, Telemundo baseball games on Sundays when the mm-hmm. brew. So I got to make those days up. That's a, you know, it's a Sunday. So I, you make that day up somewhere. So I take a lot of Mondays off during the summer. And usually I use those to play softball with this softball team that uh, I've latched on to somehow. Um, I didn't play softball with them Monday because, uh, you know, the natty, the natty was a little more important. And that softball team scored zero runs. Ooh. 
Congratulations, Bart. You scored as many runs as that softball team did Monday night in nine innings. It was a one nothing nine-inning game, but whatever, whatever. Softball? Jeez. That's possible. Someone broke a bat. How many internal meetings have you had at CBS 58 to um, prepare for the blowback when Pat Sajak steps down from Wheel of Fortune? See the thread today? You know, the email thread? Because they they run they run Jeopardy at 6 and Wheel of Fortune at uh, 6.30. And for many of a certain age, um, this is the, this is their day. I mean, kudos to them for making this far on the ride and for having so else little to need to care about, but six o'clock jeopardy, six 30 wheel of fortune. And it can't be WMLW. It's gotta be the same place. It's always been. It's gotta be CBS 58. It's gotta be at the same time. Um, they bring in the national guard when like golf runs late or something, you know, but- Presidential address, like I, if if anything goes on, if there's breaking news, there's you know the war is going on in Ukraine, and CBS News decides to do a special report right at six. Literally, I will sit at my desk, I'll look up, it'll be six, and I'll see national on that the network news on, and I'll and I'll put my head down and go, okay, here we go, and the phone starts ringing, and and the crazy thing about it is, dude, you please go with me on this part never in my life, ever in my life, have I had the phone number to an assignment desk at a television station to complain about anything ever, ever. Yeah. Like, who? I, what subsection of the population is like, here's the number, call that assignment desk. And by the way, if you, if for anyone watching, if you ever do that, the person that answers the phone has no control over anything that happens on TV. That person's job is to find out if there's a story going on and they, they assign someone to the story or they figure out if it's a story worth covering or whatever. So these people are dealing with police scanners and they're dealing with, you know, court cases. You're you're calling Tim Shea is what you're doing. Tim Shea is, is literally in that literally Tim Shea. He does it overnight. So he doesn't deal with the crazy. Uh, Although we did call him on the trip back and he sounded like he was dead. The uh, I didn't like that. That was an eye opener because then, that's how I met Rick and Oshkosh too. The longtime caller RIP is I would be in on Saturday mornings and he would call just because somewhere along the line, people get a phone number of like, if they have a question about sports, they look up a phone number about sports mm-hmm. and the radio station calls up. And so Rick, would you always call and be like, who's this guy talking right now? Who's this guy? Why, why is he on my TV? And I what I mean, do you want to talk to Mike McGivern? And we're doing a coach's show here. And he's like, No, TV, ESPN, who's this guy? I, All right. So I turn around, I go, Oh, that's uh, you know, some some anchor. He's he's Marty Smith, he's doing college football. I don't like him. I like the other girl they had. Can you tell them? Can you tell them? Like, like you've got a, like a, a hotline, like, hey ESPN, uh, yeah, have her on more, will you? <laughs> you know what the other thing old people do is? <laughs> They always they always say someone's name like you have a hundred percent idea who they are. <laughs> my grandma, my grandma, will be go. Okay, um, are you coming over because Betty just left or Betty's coming over at five? Grandma, who the fuck is Betty? Oh, Betty, she's uh she's uh Charles' uh, wife. Grandma, Charles. <laughs> Oh, my friend, my friend from church. <laughs> my friend from church. Yeah, Michelle a- introduced me. Grandma. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's fantastic, dude. Yeah. We have a phrase in the South, uh, your mom and them. Yeah. Tell your mom and them. I, I asked how she's doing. So I, I, I don't know if this is 100% appropriate, but this is super funny. So I'm just going to say it. Um. My dad, uh, you know, lived a, a, a wonderful life. And in the last few years of that life, he was as someone in their 80s is, right? Like the, the mind was mostly there, but some things would slip out the edges, right? And he called me one day and I picked the phone up and he said, hey, I think you looked real good in that suit. And I said, hey, can you put mom on for a second? I said, mom, what is he watching? 
And she's like, he's watching ESPN. They're, they're doing a, uh, an NFL broadcast. And so I turned it on. He, my dad thought I was Robert Smith. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's not too far. That, you know, I mean, and, and, and like I said, you know, whatever. Right? It's it's an innocent moment. I figure it's fine to share. But he he uh, yeah, that that that. So I wanted to tell I wanted to pick up that phone and tell Robert, hey, Robert Smith, you look good in that suit, you know. Yeah. Well, that's actually makes me kind of feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, he his his son was on TV. He didn't know which TV channel, but his son was on there somewhere. Well, hey, that's good that he knew. Have you ever heard the story about the first time that, that I was on? Sorry, I hijacked this. The first time that I was on at home. Kevin, this is my Friday show, so talk away. Wide open, right? Uh, I'm from Atlanta, and uh, obviously, um, you know, the dream was there for many years to, to be home, to be on TV at home. And, and really, the dream is to have your parents turn on the television and see you and it's and for us it means nothing but for them it's validation that's all it is i just wanted them to be like oh this is why my kid went to school and worked in crazy little places in america and you know ate ramen for years like this is you know what i mean that that's it's a validation thing so the this has been a while back this is when tim tebow was still a gator and they made it to the sec championship game i was working in orlando they sent me up and they gave me a list of, of live shots that I was doing. And most of them were for our station in Orlando. But there were three other ones at the bottom. Two were Tampa and one was Atlanta. And I asked them, Atlanta? And they're like, yeah, you're going to be on in Atlanta. And so, dude, I, I don't know if I've ever been that geared up for a live shot in my life. Like, I was ready to run through a wall. And I, I my wife came up with me for the for the trip. So she was at home. And I'm like tell my parents to be in front of the TV. Like, this is it. This is going to happen now, you know? So this thing goes on and I, you know, I mean, I am like talking about that switch flip to on. I'm like, Hey, LCC championship. Ah, you know, I mean, Don't you think it's a shame that we lose that though? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like this week I'm, I'm doing CBS sports radio for Bill Ryder. And, you know, it's 100 stations across the country. And I'm just like, and I think back to like my first time I ever was on the radio um, at Cow 97 in Sparta. And I was like, I mean, the first Friday night that I shot high school highlights for football in lacrosse, I came home and my there was like a party at my house. And I'm like, everyone. You have to watch these highlights. It was like DeSoto versus Prairie Sheen or whatever. Yeah, and on him, it's just what you shot, right? It was one touchdown run that I go, I shot that. <laughs> they're like, hey. And I feel like, you know, and I, I watch big leaguers and their first game and their parents are there. And then and the 10 year vets. And yeah, it's a shame you lose that a little bit. So I, I lost this pretty fast because, because when I was on, I called my wife right after it. I mean, I'm jumping out of the Congress Center. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, this is a moment in my life. And I'm like, how'd it go? And she's like, your mom got called into work and your dad was in the bathroom. <laughs> they never saw it. Oh, man. So that was, I got jaded fast. Your dad couldn't wait five minutes for his boy? Seriously. He thinks Robert Smith one minute, then he's in a bathroom the next. No, no, no. It all evened out. <laughs> hey, good to see you. Good to talk to you. It's fun, Bart. Yeah, but seriously, though, recommend College World Series. I've got, you know, there there were good food places. You know, you can you can drink. They have alcohol in Nebraska. They have baseball in Nebraska. So go to it next June. Have fun with it. Invite me along. I'll go back. Uh, I probably will never go there, but it sounds fun. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, dude. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Kevin Holden.
What a guy. I, you know, I owe Kevin a lot. He's he's uh, been a good friend. He has been a good co-host with me for many a show. He's been always a reliable guest. Uh, he he jumped on this at a moment's notice. If you want to do something nice for someone, might I consider going to OmahaSteaks.com, type in Bart in the search bar, and getting the Gourmet Grill Pack. You have through the weekend to get that Gourmet Grill Pack for bacon wrap fillets, premium air-chilled boneless chicken breast, boneless pork chops, Gumbo Franks. Nope. Gourmet Jumbo Franks. Yep. Yeah. And eight free Omaha Steaks burgers when you order. That motherfucker better win money in the bank, by the way. I might have to do a money in the bank post game if Vince's boy Logan Paul gets that briefcase. Yeah. All right. Oswald Botchwa is joining us. He is, like I mentioned, born here. Here being Milwaukee area. Goes to Tanzania. Comes back. There's no soccer for him to play. He go, he's, he grows up playing soccer. I've talked to him about this on a separate. They use, I mean, he comes here and they, you can't, they got all the soccer fields in the world here. And he's like, his middle school didn't play. He didn't know what to do. And he couldn't afford club. And eventually he got to play soccer again. And now he's trying to help other people play soccer here, whether it's uh, anyone or especially refugees, immigrants. And then also he's trying to do some work back home. So uh, this is a conversation with him. My guy Oz. And then we'll wrap things up for the week. Again, next week, I'm not sure. I'm going to be working my ass off on places that I actually fill out a W-9 for. So that'll be good. All right. See ya. All right. Let me bring in an old friend, Oswald Boichwa. We first talked. Uh, I, there's still The podcast is still out there. But we had talked with some stuff you were doing involved in soccer. And you had reached out to me because I think I was, I was like mad. Um, the day that the USA lost to Trinidad and Tobago and didn't qualify for the World Cup. And I, one of the things when I listened back to some of it, I was like, I don't want to be too uh, stark here, but I think soccer in America is dead. Well, okay, now the national team seems to be thriving, firing, rehiring coaches and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, it's been a while since we talked, Oz. How you been? Pretty good about you, man. I'm doing good. Just, you know, radio show in my basement. Nothing big. Nothing yeah. Big. How's that now? Since from, uh, from 1250 to like your basement, how's, how's that position going for you? Um, uh, I feel like I, I feel like I need to redo my basement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, I get it. Like, I got to do the same thing too. So I understand. Yeah. So um, <laughs> this Global Youth Support Center, that's the website. That's the organization. Global Youth mm-hmm. Support Center org you're in charge of it this is your thing tell me what you're doing tell people what you're doing and because i think what i remember about talking with you was we talked about the u.s and soccer and then we kind of griped like you know opportunities it's kind of like pay to play and uh you would come mm-hmm. over here you said so you're born in wisconsin right you're born in wisconsin mm-hmm. uh and then but then i grew up in Tanzania for for 11 years yeah before coming back here again then you come back and you played soccer all the time over there and then you mm-hmm. came there's like nowhere to play soccer. Mm-hmm. Especially, especially middle school. When I remember when I first got here, like, hey, you, you don't play basketball? I'm like, um, I don't know what basketball is. I haven't, I haven't even seen the ball before. So I'm like, do you have, do you have football? Oh, no, now we have, we have soccer. You mean like football, football, American football? Like, no, 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 no. Like, don't play with your foot. They're like, eh, we don't have that. You can you can uh, play flag football or you can play basketball. So that's how basically how I got into more sports that way. But middle school from sixth to eighth grade, I didn't do any soccer at all. Yeah. And I couldn't have really afford to play like club soccer either, so it's basically for me just basketball in the summer, in a in a winter, and then I'll go outside and play some soccer by myself. But then high school came, and then I was able to play high school soccer. But before that, I really didn't have anything to play when I, when I came came back here. Isn't that nuts? You come back to America and you're like, let's play soccer, football, and, and people are like, no, we just don't. That's not on the menu. We just don't have right, that. right, right. <laughs> But I'm happy now. I think now is it's a little more uh, popular now with our youth. I think even my, my old school now has, has a team now, which is great for them. Oh, now, yeah. I wish I had when I was there, but I guess it's, I mean, that was like 12 years ago. But, you know, it's great that they have it now. Yeah, I think more people, you know, like it. I do some stuff with uh, the club in Madison and there's a club coming here. I think the problem was people thought it was getting forced on them. And then once that yeah. kind of backed off, and then people found it on their own. Like when mm-hmm. you let 
like when you like a rock band, you don't want to be forced to like it. But when you find it on your own, I mean, it's yeah. a great game, man. And it brings people together. And that's kind of a little bit, uh, if you could tell me what, what you're doing with Global Youth Support Center. Yeah, for sure. So I also coach high school soccer at um, Middle Clinton High School. And there they've, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, refugee kids who go to that school, mostly from Africa, uh, from Kareni or Myanmar. And um, a lot of them kind of came to me because they knew, okay, I was like, I was an immigrant myself as well. So they so sort of related to me a little bit. And they start asking me for a lot of advice in terms of life. It's like, okay, hey, you want to, hey, how do I do this? How do I open a bank account? How do I do this? I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. I'm kind of like connecting with them. And it was really, it was really through soccer where I was kind of coming to me because of that. So we sort of started kind of small. Okay, we do, okay, we do like a once a week thing where we'll come, we'll play, pick up soccer for like an hour. And then after another hour, we'll do like a mentorship program for them. But we used to talk, talk, talk about life in general, whether like, okay, how, how do I open a bank account or how do I go buy something at a store using a bank card? You know, things like that, 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 that they wouldn't know as immigrants in America. Yeah. So from there, we kind of sort of grew from there because then more kids started coming. And then I was like, okay, maybe why don't I start something more formal here for them where I can actually have more resources for them to kind of help out with everything else. So that's basically how we started the whole thing from like, from like five kids from, from my high school then to like 40 kids every weekend. They come in to play soccer and then we do stuff with them afterwards. We, we, we feed them some snacks or, you know, then we do some um, programs with them. So from there, we were like, okay, we can do more. Let's 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 have. Then what what are the things they first hear in America when they come here? It was mostly language barrier was number one thing. So that in school for them was harder because the English is hard, and yeah. you know school can be tougher that way too. So imagine having a struggle in in a, in, a, in a subject plus language barrier. So we're like, okay, let's do something, let's do something with that. So so we started going into schools where we'll put up with, with different schools, mostly MPS where we'll uh, sit in, in classes and we kind of help them with translation. We kind of help them with like um, making sure parents know what's going on because most of these parents who come here, they speak zero of English, like zero. So for us, it's kind of really getting interpreters to kind of help them with like understanding what's going on in, in school, um, how, how the kids are doing. Because cause the other thing too with uh, these kids sometimes, since they know their parents don't speak English, they can kind of get, get away with things. So if they're failing, in, if they're failing in class, they kind of keep keep quiet about it because their parents don't know any better. So that's where we kind of kind of came in, kind of we kind of bridge that gap between schools and families, kind of making sure we're on the same page. Um, so we so we kind of did that, and then as, as the year went on, it's about a year later, I heard about about this opportunity at the high school that um, they also have international programs for kids to come from different countries to come to school here. And and uh, go to school here and then do whatever they want to do. I was like, okay, this this is a good idea for me. Being from Tanzania, I can kind of offer this opportunity to other kids who are there to come to school here. So basically, we started, we started an international outreach program where we basically see kids who have uh, special talent in something, whether it's academics, whether it's um, athletics, whether it's arts and arts and crafts or performance arts. We bring them here for school for four years. We help them out. We help them nurture, nurture their talent, and then we, they go to college. You know. And go from there. So then, we last year we started five kids from Tanzania, who are very good soccer players, and also very smart kids. They they came here first year last year. They they just finished uh, this year with um with high honors actually, which okay. was very good for them. Yeah, because they're like literally like uh, they came here like two two weeks late, and they somehow were able to do very well in classes and finish with high honors despite the language language barrier being being far away from home. But we're like, so we're pretty uh, um, proud about that. But um, so we're like, okay, this is cool. We are helping more kids to come here and like go to school. But that's way more expensive than you know. That's just too expensive to bring kids here and like kind of help them help them out. So like, okay, why not do, why not do something interesting here where we can have more impact there? We can reach more kids who can um who can who can kind of benefit from, from, our, from our programming. So we're like, okay. Again, I love soccer. That's the one. That's, that's the only thing I kind of really know how to kind of relate with kids. Yeah. So we decided to kind of to start, start like, like a league in Tanzania. So we talk, we talk about opportunities, right? Uh, like uh, kids have to play, but in Tanzania there aren't really like many structured leagues that kids can like be a part of. It's mostly just go. Hey, you go to the streets, you play around, and that's it. Like there's no like imagine like a uh, NBA 
it's just the NBA. There's no high school basketball. There's no college basketball. There's no middle school. It's just, it's just NBA. So that's how it is in Tanzania. So we had this idea. Okay, let's let's, let's start a league in uh, in Tanzania for like uh for for twelve to eighteen years old, and kind of really help them with, with exposure, and just touch more lives that way. So right now we are starting a, a league called uh, Tanzania Elite Youth Soccer League, and basically we are trying to get all the, these academies in Tanzania to kind of join, kind of have a have a have a, like a college style, like an NCC style uh format where we have like different conferences. You guys are like other. on your own trying to start a league in Tanzania. Yep, basically yeah. And I mean, we have some connections there, but we're trying to kind of really find our footing. Um, so basically, we went on this list to kind of be able to showcase kids' talent. Because other thing to Tanzania, like a lot of it is, is very unrealized. Like I grew up there with the kids who were so talented, like so talented, who I think if they were here, they might be playing pro right now. But there was no opportunity for them to kind of show, showcase that. And in terms of like global stage, Tanzania is very underrepresented. Like you don't see many Tanzanians in like Europe playing big time soccer. You don't see Tanzania as a country in like World Cup or, or Cup of Nations in Africa. Now, not because we don't have talent, because there's no opportunity for them to kind of show that talent. So the pool of recruiting is not, you know, big. So for us, so for us, it's more about opportunities and kind of bring that to them. And we're hoping this league will help will grow at, at each state. So for first year of next year, we are starting with four states. Um, Dar es Salaam, Dodoma, Arusha, and uh, Singida. This is also one of the biggest states, and we want to kind of expand each year. So there's 26 states. We're hoping in, in, about, in about 10 years to have a league in each state that that's all interconnected and having conferences and like all the tournaments where people can like see these kids. And we're also kind of partnering up with, with the different colleges to see if they can come and like recruit into the near. Because again, that's a place where. Like, I'm just as you're talking, I'm thinking like in America, people always lament the fact that they say, well, it's a country of 300 million. How is this our soccer team? Well, because yeah. they do baseball and basketball and golf and whatever. And then yeah. in Tanzania, it's like there's nowhere to even do the soccer. There's nowhere to even do that part of it. So that's yeah. what you're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of really like a really like a, like a, like a, almost like a. Well, well, for, for me here is normal, but in Tanzania it's like a whole new new thing, and it's kind of really kind of hard to kind of get people people to think about that. Like, hey. Oh, we can do we can do these leagues to kind of have more options for 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 our youth. Because right now, all these all these teams like the pro leagues, they have like a academies of their own, yeah. but it's like U twenty and up. So you're, you're ignoring like this bunch of 12, 13 year who are very good at young age. They don't have any any development, and you're kind of oh yeah oh okay come now you can come play with us now. So you're losing all that time to kind of develop them and and um, kind of really get the best out of them and maximize the talent. So this is kind of really the hoping. This leaks up, pick, picks, picks it up, and really helps hone and provide opportunity of uh, of uh, of uh, younger kids, younger generation. And we're hoping it's really like a, like a game changer for us for, for, and for the country. Again, uh, website globalyouthsupportcenter.org, and you're kind of you're doing stuff in Milwaukee to help mm -hmm. people. You, you're doing like you're, you're doing two things. Yeah, you're, you're doing stuff in Milwaukee to help people to help immigrants or refugees or whatever get acclimated uh and mm -hmm. be successful and then uh with your with your home country you're doing things to try to start up the soccer league and it's all kind of funneled into this yeah and yeah people can, like is there a way to like how can we help how can can is there a donation can we do anything yeah so we have a we have a donation on our website and a gofundme page as well um, I could share that with. I think I think I think I share that with you. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'll, so, I'll get it out there. Yeah. So we have that. We are also sorry. There's one more thing we're doing actually. In Tanzania, so there's a there's a stadium in my home country that's that's been like a, there for like 40 years, just torn down. Just nothing's happening there. So we decided to kind of try to raise money for that to build a, like a, like a new stadium for them. What's it called? Really, so what's that? What's the stadium called? So it's called right now. It's called Juma Stadium, and it was, it was, the, it was the name of um, one of the colonial powers while while doing uh, colonialism, and they never just stayed there for like for like 45, 50 years. So we are trying to build it again, and uh, we will name it name it after our organization, Global Youth Support Center District. 
we are kind of calling it like a dear district sort, sort of style. Oh, nice. we have like Yeah, so we're kind of stealing that idea and kind of making that interesting as well. So like having like a different restaurants, um, you know, you know, things to do in in the area. So it's not, so it's not just soccer. It's like, it's like other things that's happening oh, as nice. well. Yeah. Yeah, this is good just uh, to get some exposure too because really like you don't hear much about Tanzania at all. Yeah. And uh, I'm not, yeah, I mean, right now it's in terms of like, like African countries, like Ghana and Chase, those are more popular ones. So Tanzania not very popular as much. Like even here in, in Milwaukee, you can like count us in one hand, like how many people are here compared to like Nigeria and Ghana. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're not a very, I just Milwaukee because, you know, it's cold. Nobody wants to come here. They want to go to Texas and like Florida. So <laughs> while, while I'm here, you know. <laughs> What are you? What are you doing here? I don't know, man. That's my mom. <laughs> she was she was on uh, came here, so you know, yeah. Well, you're here and you're making an impact and a difference. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that's uh, great to see. Um, again, the website globalyouthsupportcenter.org. Anything else people should know, Oz? Um, we also looking for mentors as well. You know. We can never have enough enough mentors in, in this line, line of work because again, new kids coming every every week. I mean, if you get, people don't know, there's about twenty families that come coming to Milwaukee like every month from from different countries. So like, especially now with like Afghanistan, Ukraine stuff going on, Congo going stuff going on, there's more people who are coming, and we, we need, and we need more mentors, people who can help with the, with, this, uh, with the youth. Uh, can help us by 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 coming become a, a mentor. Volunteering at our fundraisers right now, we're doing a fundraiser with, with the brewers, where we bring people in to help with concession stand, and we get like a, like a eight percent uh, proceeds to to, to, our, to our organization. So, mentors is, is a lot. We need we need a lot of mentors. So you you're working mainly with uh, you said MPS like are, you're you're able to find yeah you're able to find so, everybody that comes over. Or you're you're always still looking. Uh we we are well so so they're assigned to like different schools. So like uh, so when they when they arrive here, there's a different, different agencies where they, they place school kids in schools. Okay. And most of them go go to MPS schools. So like high school of the arts has has the most re- population of refugees. Uh, South Division has one another one too. So we, we help we, we, we work with those schools kind of really. So it's kind of easy for us to, to go into schools and try to find them in in a, in like in a, in a, in the city, because in schools they're already, they're already there they're already like learning to learn and it's a better much better space of interacting with them. Right. Yeah. Good. GlobalYouthSupportCenter.org. Oz, good to see you again. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time.